This is one of my very favorite days because we get to visit with our friend Jamie Court. It's spelled C-O-U-R-T. Jamie Court is the president. The president of the wrong thing. He should be president of the United States. But he is president of Consumer Watchdog, and that's very important, notwithstanding. Anyway, Consumer Watchdog is online at consumerwatchdog.org. And Jamie Court, as the president, has lots of great colleagues. Check them all out. Great consumer advocacy organization. And Jamie Court's been part of the team here, visiting with us weekly since virtually the beginning. And Jamie, thanks as always for coming back on the Norman Goldman Show. Always my pleasure, Norm. Thanks for having me. Well, Jamie, last week we started talking about PG&E and a threatened bankruptcy in Northern California because of the potential contingent liabilities from possible uh, liabilities of fires. Well, a week has passed and a whole lot has happened since. So let's revisit PG&E. They sure do seem hell-bent on bankruptcy, but Jamie, they, they don't have anything to be bankrupt about, do they? No, they should be able to pay their bills. They got ratepayer money. They don't have liability. In fact, there was just a, a report from Cal Fire today clearing them of the Tubbs fire. So uh, it's all speculative. It's all a hostage-taking scenario to try to get you know people off their backs uh, and to ask for a bailout from the legislature. There is a federal judge, however, who is not backing down, a U.S. District Court Judge William Elf, Alsup, Alsup. And he basically said earlier this month, We've got to exp expand PG&E's five-year probation for a pipeline safety conviction uh, where it was convicted as a felon. And they have to inspect all their equipment, make sure it's not there to, to start fires. They've got to do uh, respond you know, to this inquiry with specificity about the conditions of their equipment and do you know point-by-point -point inspections. And um, it's interesting because... PG&E comes back and argued that, in fact, um, uh, you know, asking us, you know, to trim the trees and branches and, and inspect these power lines and poles and go underground with someone would cost literally between seventy-five billion and a hundred and fifty billion dollars, which is a ridiculous number. A ridiculous number. The company said, you know, <laughs> it could result in a five-fold increase in customers' bills. It's just, it's just, it's ludicrous. But it's exactly the problem with this company. It's a convicted felon. It doesn't want to take responsibility for its equipment and its conditions. It doesn't want to live up to its debts in the future, so it runs into bankruptcy today. What I think should happen, what the state of California should do, is go in and say, you, you don't belong in bankruptcy court. You want to file bankruptcy? We'll transfer your case, the reference for bankruptcy, over to the other federal judge, who's monitoring you, who's looking at the fires, and uh, we'll give Judge Eslip the responsibility to see all the, all the cases that are going to come out of the fires against you, whether you should go bankrupt, what you should do to stop preventing fires and live up to the conditions of the conviction you already faced. So I, I, this is all coming to a head, Norm, and the answer in Sacramento is not good because it's forcing the state to choose between putting the burden on the back of the ratepayers or taking away rights of the homeowners, the victims of the fires, and the municipalities who are the fire victims. That is a no-win scenario. Uh, that is a Hobbesian choice. And so the answer should be the public takes over this utility. Uh, a Absolutely. public buys it out, buys it out, and takes it over. And, and it's a government-run entity. We get access to the gas lines. 
We get access to the electricity transmission. We get it all. We don't sell it and break it up the way. Right now, we've got Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, and we've got Sempra, which is a pair in the San Diego gas station, ready to buy up their gas pipe, which is profitable. We don't want them to do that. We want to keep it. We want the public to take it over. We want the public, since it's already socialized the risk of the company because their shareholders have lost the value. There's no value there. We've socialized the risk of these companies. We should also socialize the gain. That's at least 12% a year in profit. They could go to the homeowner uh, fire victims, to the public entities that are owed money. It could go to modernizing the equipment, clearing the vegetation, putting the money in that PG&E doesn't want to put in to make this company have safe equipment so it doesn't start fires. Well, Jamie, you're right. I mean, they're a convicted felon, right? They killed a bunch of people in Sa- in San Mateo, right? Was it with the gas fire, with the gas explosion? Bruno, Bruno, yeah. San Bruno, I'm sorry, San Bruno. Uh, and, and so with all of the damage that they have done, now, to me, this is a bad faith abuse of the bankruptcy laws. And by the way, I, I, I gave this scenario out. If I were a bankruptcy lawyer and I were in the bankruptcy court and I said, you know, Your Honor, this is a bad faith abuse of the bankruptcy law. They can pay their bills. They don't have liabilities yet that, that anywhere on the on the horizon that are real. It's all speculative. It's all contingent liabilities. And and they're creating this, that they're making this bankruptcy to create leverage or perceived leverage over the legislature and the governor. And given that they're a convicted felon multiple times over and killed a bunch of people, this is unacceptable and they should be thrown out of bankruptcy. And the bankruptcy judge would look at me, man or woman, black or white, doesn't matter, would look at me with a blank stare, give me a couple of blinks of the eyes, and then look over to some other lawyer and ask a question, totally ignoring me. And the reason I would get that treatment is because the judge would be thinking, Mr. Goldman, I don't know what's the matter with you. You sound like you should be in church. You're talking morality here. This is a bankruptcy court, brother. We are here to protect the interests of big business, man. Don't you understand what the bankruptcy laws are for? Is to protect business. I'm here to protect business. PG&E is here, and I ain't kicking them out. Jamie, pardon my little bit of anger there, but that's why I think the public should just take over the company, just condemn the company, take it over, pay the fair value, which is now nothing, right? And then go go right back into the bankruptcy court and say, oh, judge, look at all these liabilities they got. The, the company's worth 16 cents. We're the state of California. Here's a check for 16 cents, right? They're saying the company's worth nothing. Great. We'll buy it for 16 cents, and we'll run it for the public interest what do you think of that yeah i'm all for it because since they've just taken away all the shareholder value um the shareholders you know will not be on the hook largely for any of these debts it's going to be ratepayers. it's going to be uh public taxpayers at some point why not own it why not own it uh stop renting <laughs> renting it and and at huge rates uh, that are already higher than the rest of america and i feel like um there's this prejudice against government, you know, uh, like we have a big scandal with our Department of Motor Vehicles here, you know, or we all know the, the stories of the post office. And I, you know, those are all real. But, you know, public municipal utilities, municipal utilities work. They work well. And there's a trend toward them. Uh, we have SMUD in Sacramento. That's just a model. Uh, DWP, while it has billing problems down in L.A., um, the reality is it trims its trees. It doesn't have problems with fires, and it covers a lot of rural areas. It's got some billing error, error issues, but it doesn't have the type of problems of safety that we're seeing with PG&E because it sends people out to trim the trees, literally. 
Uh, I had the guy show up at my doorstep to trim trees around our parlance from PG&E, excuse me, from uh, DWP. So, you know, publicly owned, government owned utilities also have the advantage not only of really, you know, being accountable, not having to make profits and pay shareholders and pay executives and meet growth, economic growth expectations of Wall Street, but also, um, you know, they can make public investments like in renewable power that are really smart. Uh, even if they're not cost-effective today, which they probably are, they'll make them because they're the right thing to do and they don't have to pay shareholders. They also avoid a problem which is increasing, which is that our state laws and our state transmission, because we're selling uh, about 8% of our energy uh, to a, a, a regional energy imbalance market, they're subject to nullification by the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, which is Trump's commission. And there have been petitions before this Trump Federal Energy Regulatory Commission to invalidate our laws keeping coal out of California, keeping fossil fuels out of California. Now, if you're a municipal utility, you are not under the jurisdiction of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. You are not subject to the whims of the Trump administration and his appointees. There's lots of smart reasons to do this. It's also going to take a little bit of, uh, a little bit of chutzpah, would be the, the, the safe way to say it on the radio, because, um, you know, Gavin Newsom's a new governor. This scandal that he's inheriting is a, it's Governor Jerry Brown's scandal. And he just made an appointment to the Public Utility Commission. Seems like a public servant, but he had the option to make her the president of the Public Utility Commission and take charge of the Public Utility Commission. He didn't exercise that option. He just appointed another member, and he's leaving Brown's president, Michael Picker, in charge. Well, that says to me he may not be ready to own this problem yet because then when things go bad, that's on him and his administration. Well, yes, you own a bailout. You bail out this company, you own it. Um, you let them go into bankruptcy, you know, maybe that's their problem, although I would pro- try to prevent that because the people will get hurt. But when you come in with a solution like a public, a government-owned um, utility, you know, that is something that, like, the Texas Valley Authority under, you know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, 1933, that was a landmark achievement. And when we have hydropower, we have renewables, that gets a governor like Gavin Newsom on the map nationally with the real Green New Deal, man. You can do a Green New Deal when you own 40%, you know, a company as a government that controls the power for 40% of the people in California. That's PG&E. Take over the convicted felon, make him into a model a government agency. Now, that's hard because there aren't that many model government agencies. But something this important, take that risk and it will pay off. We're talking to our friend Jamie Court. He's the president of Consumer Watchdog. ConsumerWatchdog.org is the home for great consumer protection. Confront, expose, change is the motto. Check out ConsumerWatchdog.org. Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T, the president, and all of his great colleagues, they're working in the public interest. And Jamie, you brought up SMUD. And if I remember right, it's Sacramento Municipal Utilities District, a public utilities district. We, of course, have the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power, which is uh, the name says it all, Department of Water and Power. It's part of the city of Los Angeles, kind of legendary in a lot of ways. It's the largest municipal owned utility in America. And Jamie, it's not perfect. I mean, you and I are customers of the LADWP. And as you mentioned, they had billing problems because they went to a new system. But there were different problems when we have municipal utilities. And I know you're very familiar with the DWP. I mean, they were for many years diverting a couple hundred million dollars a year 
here from the DWP just straight into the city coffers. There was a lot of litigation over that as to whether it was an illegal tax or not, and that recently got settled. Uh, there's all kinds of problems with corruption. I mean, for crying out loud, you got politicians involved, so you've got that. Also, it's a very powerful union, and I'm a giant fan of unions, and the union uh, workers at the DWP do well. Sometimes they do really, really well, and for union-friendly people to say, wow, I think you may be going a little too far, that means we got some problems. But the problems presented by municipal utilities, public-owned utilities, are different in scope and kind than what we're talking about with many people dead, lots and lots of structures burned down, giant parts of the service area scarred, right, by, by all these fires. I mean, having a public corruption scandal in a municipal utility is one thing, but at least they provide the brief and services. Yes, and they prioritize public safety. Sometimes, you know, at maybe more cost than, you know, ratepayers want to pay, but they are safe. They are safe. They are accountable. People are elected who are responsible for them. And SMUD, it's elected. In DWP, it's uh, appointed but accountable to the mayor who appoints them to some degree. I believe the accountability could be better in L.A., but there are as Cleveland, um, you know, Cleveland has a model. DWP Kansas City has uh, Kansas City Lights. I mean, there are some amazing, amazing municipal utilities. I say SMUD is one of the best ones, frankly. They got an amazing public uh, records and transparency provision. So we can make this great. And, um, you know, it, 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 we've got to take that leap and be bold. And, you know, here's a governor who was bold in California. He did medical marijuana before it was popular. He did gay marriage before it was popular. This could put him on the on the charts. It, it, again, it's a risk. But there is infrastructure there. You're not starting from nothing. Uh, there are workers. There are people who need jobs. The unions will play ball with a government-owned entity just like they did with PG&E. There are people to train, those job, to, to train to do those jobs. So this is really a buyout and a government, yes, takeover. But there's already an infrastructure that needs to be retrained re-prioritized, uh, a culture needs to change, but you're not starting from zero. And in fact, there's already a San Francisco municipal, municipal utility that was just started that could uh, probably suck up a lot of the uh, infrastructure here. There's also the, op uh, the option of local municipal utilities in different regions that through eminent domain take over parts of PG&E, and there, uh, a lot of municipalities want to get that running. They're backed by bonds. Municipal bonds are very popular. Uh, it's all very doable. I think the governor needs to put a commission on this, a blue ribbon commission to come up with a plan to do this and options to do that and tell BG&E, uh, -uh you can't hold us hostage again. We're going to take you. We're going to just take over the company and kick the management out and we'll run it for the public interest. And Jamie, there's one last thing, which is all of this renewable energy that we are generating now in the state. And we have to pay neighboring states to take it off our hands, which still has me shaking my head all these months later. Seems to me that with all that renewable energy we're generating, if we were to take over the utility, we could do a tie-in and have a bunch of that renewable or all of it fed into the grid. And so people pg and &E customers would be able to get the benefit of that renewable, perhaps tie it down to the to the DWP. Let's start getting the benefit of this stuff in our own state. And we'll also be able to, you know, invest more in batteries, which which hold that energy better. That's the future. Uh, but those investments are money that doesn't go to shareholders. So companies like pg and &E are less uh, willing to do it rather than build a plant or build transmission lines, which uh, frankly make them a lot more money.
Jamie, I got to leave it there, but my goodness gracious, what a giant issue we're grappling with. Do visit our friend Jamie Court online, consumerwatchdog.org is the place, consumerwatchdog.org. Jamie Court's the president. Jamie, let's see what we can do about getting the governor's attention on this. Thanks so much for being with us, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, Norm.